Hi, welcome to the Your Adrenal Fix podcast, where we help exhausted and burnt out adults learn the truth about adrenal fatigue so that they can get their health back quickly. My name's Dr. Joel Rosen, and I've suffered with my own adrenal fatigue problem, and now I've made it my mission to tell the truth about adrenal fatigue so that we can get to the root cause of your problem and really teach you how to put the puzzle pieces together so that you could tap into your hidden energy reserves and have all day energy. So this podcast is for anyone who's struggling for years or feeling overwhelmed and burnt out or you're just feeling stuck you're going to get cutting edge information from all our different guests in different respected health fields to give you those important tidbits of information so that you can actually act on them and improve your health join us for our podcast i know you will enjoy it All right, hello everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Your Adrenal Fix, where we teach exhausted and burnt out adults the truth about their health so that they can get their health back quickly. And I'm joined here with a special guest, Jeff Hoyt. He specializes in developing innovative wellness solutions to meet the needs in the health and wellness industry. His goal is to help people live a healthier, happier, longer life and making available effective and efficient solutions for healthcare recovery and improvement. Jeff believes in challenging the status quo and doing things differently with the goal of getting results that have never been seen before. He's developed a number of innovative brands that are all revolutionizing wellness with a focus on zeolites and the effective detoxification strategies. And that's what we're going to be talking to you guys today about. So Jeff, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you spending time with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I've done a a lot of research before we got on the call, so I would ask you intelligent questions, and then right towards the end of it, I opened up a whole treasure chest of rabbit holes of the studies that you've been doing, and I'd want to get into that, but Jeff, I always like to hear your health story. Before we got started, you said that you had some challenges. Maybe tell our listeners why you got into the area or a little bit of history of your own health challenges so that they can identify with where you've come from. Sure. Yeah, just definitely. It was just my own personal journey that uh, brought me into this. Otherwise, I'd probably be selling insurance or doing something in the financial realm, but I'm glad I'm not. So just growing up, had a number of issues. I was on antibiotics uh, just from basically from birth and a lot of just a lot of issues there. I had a relatively healthy childhood after you know age five or six, but then had some um, events in high school, had a vaccine injury in uh, during high school. And then basically just had a lot of autoimmune issues going forward, forward started, I went down the conventional medicine route for a little while. And that just did not work. Um, I saw a lot of people, you know, it's the normal stuff, you get sent to the shrink and say it's all in your head. And you know, your listeners probably, uh, it might sound familiar, but uh, then I found functional medicine. So one of my coworkers said, Hey, you should check out this guy, he does functional medicine I was like, all right, let's do it. And the functional medicine doctor, did things a little differently. Um, and I appreciated that he put me on a food sensitivity test and that helped me a lot. I ended up going and working for the food sensitivity laboratory for a couple of years. Cause it helped so much. That's how I kind of learned more about functional medicine. Cause my, uh, I was working with functional medicine docs. Then I did some functional medicine training myself. Then I, uh, got into the supplement industry, basically from a personal health, uh, a family health experience. Actually, my grandma was uh, diagnosed with a late stage cancer. And she was given between six hours and seven days to live. And she, she was in her eighties. So she was at the said, you know, she's ready, but then she decided she was going to fight it. And basically long story short, you found this guy kind of in the middle of nowhere in the country, 
taught me a few things um, that are, you know, even for natural or functional holistic medicine, they were out there, but she ended up living over two years longer. And she's the only person in recorded history to live over two years with that specific cancer in that stage. So, uh, and it was a great story. She felt like she fulfilled God's purpose for her life in that two years. And it was, it was honestly awesome. But anyway, from there, I launched uh, one of my first, my first supplement company, Glyco Life Sciences, just doing immune regulatory uh, supplements, um, ended up opening a clinic, the recharge clinic, kind of a biohacking facility with oxygen therapy, red light therapy, saunas, all that fun stuff, just trying to find what works. Cause there's so much good stuff out there and still for myself, trying to find what works as well. And then I stumbled across, um, zeolite about five years ago, and it just was a, a complete game changer. So out of all the technology I was utilizing out of all the supplements I was using, just high quality stuff, nothing for my clients worked as well as zeolite when used properly. So I said, all right, there's something to it. And then I just started getting in there, uh, figuring out why just developing theories, um, and that's where I'm at now. So then I've recently launched my second supplement company, which is Zeolite Labs. And that's um, the product there is Zeocharge. So it's a next generation version of Zeolite that really is unique and it's different than any other Zeolite product on the market. And we're very excited about it. And um, it's, it's, we've conducted a number of case studies as well to prove that it works. Oh, that's a great story. Thank you for sharing. I always like to hear those stories and, and the uh, entrepreneurial mindset and the inquisitive mindset and opening one door opens another door and here you are and you kind of have that eureka moment with zeolite so uh, that's why we're on the show and I, I want to educate our listeners as to what it is what its benefits are what are the ins and outs what are let's leapfrog ahead of having to do the research on our own and let's tap into jeff's brain and figure out what he's learned from all of this so what would you say, what is, what is zeolites? What did you get so passionate about it for? Yeah, so, and, and I'm not a person that's just like the only thing you ever need to take is zeolite and that's the cure for, you know, I understand there's a lot of good stuff and there's personalized approaches. The way I look at zeolite is it's a foundation for almost every protocol because detox is foundationary just because if you're living in the 21st century, you have to detox, right? We're not going to be healthy by accident anymore. We have to take action to reclaim our health. And for me, detox is at the forefront of that. Zeolites are a, a classification of mineral. There's a number of types of zeolites naturally occurring in the earth. There's one type, there's two, but the main type that's used for supplements is called clinoptilolite zeolite. And there's a number of reasons they use that. But basically it's been used for many years for medicinal purposes, kind of like the clays have just topically and even internally. But in the last 15 years, the technology, the manufacturing technology has basically increased to the point where zeolites are now way more therapeutic than they used to be. So now we can basically take zeolite, which is this mineral. So it looks like a large rock and we can micronize it to whatever particle size we want. And that's really the key because there is commercial zeolites as well that are used for uh, water filtration and commercial purposes but the manufacturing process in those is very limited. You can't get the particle size very low and it kind of crushes the zeolite cage. And uh, with this new process, we can basically do whatever we want with it. And that's what makes it so effective. But zeolites are unique in, in by nature that they are uh, have a negative ionic charge. So they're naturally attracted to positively charged elements. And it just so happens that a lot of the positively charged elements are the things that you don't want in your body, such as the heavy metals, the mycotoxins, the radioactive materials, ammonia, excess histamine, and these types of things. 
And what really sets zeolite apart from a lot of the other chelators or binders is that it's a smart or selective binder. So it's not just going in and grabbing everything that's positively charged because you have essential minerals that are positively charged as well. But with zeolite, it naturally has essential minerals occurring. So it has calcium, potassium, sodium, magnesium. And what it does is it goes in and it trades the minerals it already has for elements that are heavier. So that's why it's so effective for heavy metals. So it'll trade, let's say the magnesium for mercury because it's heavier and it leaves all your other essential minerals alone. And we can prove that through our case studies as well, that not only does it not remove essential minerals from your body or vitamins, but it actually improves the status of those while detoxing every heavy metal we tested it for. No, very cool. Lots of stuff to summarize. I would definitely repeat the sentiment of we live in a toxic world and it's got to be part of your your verb-like strategies or tools in your toolkit that you need to make sure that you're detoxing every single day in some way, shape, or form. And depending on what else is going on, you have sprints and jogs and walks and crawls and sprints. I think that's the nature of where we're headed towards implementing these different strategies. Uh, going through your website, noticing the case studies that you did, I think you were pleasantly surprised to see with the way that you're testing the changes that not only did these heavy metal statuses change, but so did these mineral levels change as well. And so as far as why is it that not all um, clinoptilite, is that how we pronounce it properly? Yeah, clin clinoptilolite. Clinoptilolite. Yeah, that five why, times fast. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, why is it that not all zeolites are created equal? I know that you have third-party testing and um, making sure that what's in there is in there and it's not contaminated. Maybe give us some of the, the dangers to stay away from and why not all of these are created equal. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a great point. A lot of people think, oh, this is good information. I'm just going to go buy the first zeolite supplement out there. Not a great idea. Um, so in general, there's, there's many, many types of natural and synthetic zeolites. So the first key is don't try synthetic zeolite. And some of the supplements include specifically a couple of the liquid supplements are synthetic. So that could be an issue. Just there's a number of issues there. The natural zeolites, um, even though some of the natural zeolites can be toxic. So some people go online and they find some information about like inhalation of certain zeolites could potentially cause lung cancer, those things, which is true, but that's because they're just different shapes. So, and structures. So clean up zeolite was chosen for human consumption for two reasons. One, it's a softer edge. So it's not a sharp edge that's going to go in and really just tear things up. Like some of the things, even like diatomaceous earth is a little sharper edge. Um, zeolite's not going to do that. The main thing though, is the high silicone content. So a lot of zeolites, if you consumed them would leach because zeolites are aluminosilicates, meaning they're made of silicone and aluminum primarily. And in most zeolites, when you put that in your body, when exposed to stomach acid, that's going to break apart. And now you're going to have aluminum and you're going to have silicone. Silicone is fine, but you don't want the aluminum. And if that uh, absorbs, you could potentially cause aluminum toxicity. So clinoptilolite has an exceptionally high silicone content. And so with the silicone to aluminum ratio, basically that determines the stability of the structure of the zeolite. So that's why you never want to take any zeolite besides clinoptilolite to start with. And then you don't want to take synthetic zeolites because the research indicates that synthetic zeolites also can leach aluminum, but there's no research indicating that natural clinoptilolite zeolite will leach any aluminum in your body at all. The higher the silicone content, the better. 
our product zero charge has 74.8% silicone, which is the highest I've ever seen. So it's even more stable than the other products, which are also stable. Now, beyond that, most companies just tell you, yes, it's safe, but we can prove it as well. So we have done both an aluminum toxicity trial where actually myself, I personally consumed an entire jar a day. So it's 150 grams. And for comparison, a lot of these products, um, the powders they'll recommend like one or two grams a day, a lot of the liquids they recommend like between two and 20 milligrams per day. So this is 150 grams or 150,000 milligrams. So if anything was going to cause aluminum toxicity, it would be this dose. I consumed an entire jar for 10 days in a row and was tested. And we had 0% increase in aluminum at no increase. In addition to that, we, uh, in our case studies, you can check out our page. Zeolite actually reduces the aluminum content in most people as an aluminum detoxing effect. So we can absolutely say without a shadow of a doubt, our product at least is not, not causing any sort of aluminum issues. And it has an aluminum detoxing effect. Awesome. Awesome information. So that kind of gets us into, well, there's a couple more questions on the follow-up. So this is whether or not they buy your product is just buyer beware. Don't go out and get a, a cheap version of this, whether it's synthetic or even if it's a um, um, because not all of those are created equal as well. Yeah. So maybe before we go forward and anything else, what would be the difference between, okay, it's not synthetic, but it is a clinoptilolite. What are, what am I looking for between those two things? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you could probably pick up some clinoptilolite zeolite at a local gardening store, potentially. Um, definitely online because there are commercial mines that will sell it for so many different purposes. One, they're definitely not going to be cleaning the zeolite. So it's going to be contaminated a lot of times with mycotoxins, with diesel, with metal, all sorts of stuff. Cause they're not concerned with it. It's not designed for human health. Um, and two, they're not spending the money on the advanced manufacturing processes. So they're using the milling, which is very cheap. It's a crushing motion. So it crushes the zeolite cage. Zeolite basically looks like a honeycomb lattice structure and it'll trap things in its cage. So if you use this milling process, it'll crush the cage and it could destroy the purpose of the zeolite. Micronization is slicing. It slices it so it keeps the cage intact, much more expensive. So um, basically mine location is very important. The cleaning process is very, very important and the manufacturing process. So for example, zeocharge, it comes from a mine that is specifically used for human consumption. So there's no commercial, it's not mined for commercial uses. Um, I mean, getting off track, but there's a company in Nevada that a lot of the companies use the zeolite from. I ordered that zeolite personally for um, ice removal, for ice melt, for my driveway, I have a long driveway. Now I'm not going to put it in my mouth or my body, but it's a very cheap source. So it's great for ice melt. It's great for anti-odor, that kind of stuff. But if for what's going in my body, it's got to be from a special mine, proprietary uh, cleaning process and manufacturing process. And it has to be remineralized. Because if a company goes and cleans the zeolite and washes out all the minerals along with the the other toxic elements, then it could go and remove some of your essential minerals as well, because it needs those minerals to swap. So after we clean it, we remineralize it with ionic trace minerals. So those are present for exchange. And we have that in the third-party testing that can be seen in our, uh, our site as well. One, it's clean. Two, it has minerals for exchange. You can also see the, uh, the high silicone to aluminum ratio. So we've got all that data. Very few companies will actually give you third-party testing for zeolite. Um, and the third-party testing they do give you, if you really look closely, sometimes it's not pretty. 
not so third stuff, not so third party. Yeah. Or just not so. So is um, when you say we mineralize it, is that given to you in that way or are you remineralizing it? Not easy to say either. Are you doing that yourself or you're getting that already finished? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not personally doing it myself. I mean, right. the manufacturing process. So I actually work with, uh, there's an individual who first released zeolite onto the market in the US over 15 years ago. And there was another individual in Europe within a two month period. So they were both kind of the like grandfathers of zeolite. Um, but I work with the individual from the US. So I use his proprietary manufacturing processes, his proprietary mine, because I'm never going to be able to figure out how to do things as well as, you know, like right. the grandfather of it. So I figure I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. I'm going to work with him, but I'm working with him. And now we have a special form of zeolite that no one else sells. So he doesn't sell it. No one else sells it. Basically the key with ours is we've uh, perfected the particle size arrangement. So we've got the purity. Um, we've got the special mind, the cleaning, all that. But zeocharge is really different than any other product because we've got a very unique particle size arrangement that basically combines the benefits of liquid zeolite products with powdered zeolite products. So on the traditional side, you had these powdered zeolite products, which were great for gut binders. There were larger particle sizes. They would stay in the gut, act as a binder, kind of like a charcoal or bentonite clay or something else. That's great. Then they came out with these liquid zeolite products, which most of, um, some of them were just the powder mixed with water and just kind of marketing, you know, stuff going on. But the high, higher end, the higher quality ones, they basically took the zeolite and made it into a very small particle size for a full body systemic detox. So at that point it could leave the gut and offer a full body detox. So what we did, and there's benefits to both, right? So what we did is we took both of those concepts and put them into one product and a powder. So now you're getting a whole range of particle sizes. So you're getting some particle sizes that stay in the gut, some that go through the whole body for a full body detox and everything in between. Cause we're not just going after metals. There's a lot of toxic elements and they have various particle sizes. So we want a full range to ensure that we have the most comprehensive detox. And we can prove, because some companies will say, oh, the powders, the liquid companies will say the powders can't offer a full body detox, which may be true in some cases. But once again, through our case study program, we can prove that zeocharge detoxes on a full body level because the test we're using is a tissue test measuring metals in the palm of your hand and the metals are lower. So it's coming out of your hand. It's coming out of the full body. It's definitely leaving the gut. No, that's awesome information. So thank you for doing all the work and sharing that with us yeah. and distilling that down. So I do want to get into that, that uh, analysis in, in a moment. I, I will say, which is a good sort of dovetail into the dosing paradox that you, you have um, in that I had tried a, a brand through a popular um, detox guy and they, it was a liquid brand and I still have my amalgams. Don't ask me why, but I still have them. And I, I was detoxing hard. I was a wreck to be around. I was very emotional. It was really, really uncanny. Um, maybe explain that in terms of, let's say you do have a, a liquid small particle arrangement uh, ability to um, detoxify, clean up till a light, um, and, and you're not taking very much, why it would be more toxic to the person that's getting a higher dose? What's going on there? Yep. So, and that, this is, this was kind of a game changer when we discovered that the um, zeolite is very dose dependent and it's the opposite of what most people would expect. So the general approach, which is a good thing for most, in most cases is to start low and work your way up, right? Low and slow, titrate up. 
But with zeolite, what we found is the opposite is true. The higher the dose you take, the gentler it is, it is on your body. So that's where a lot of people run into issues with the liquid products, because even though a lot of them are very high quality, you need both, the, you need the two cues, quality and quantity. So you can get the good quality with the liquid, but you might not be able to get the quantity necessary for the optimal results. So basically what happens is you take a little bit of zeolite, um, it can go in and it stirs things up, right? So it's detox stirs things up, zeolite stirs things up. It can make a mess and that mess can um, result in redistribution of toxic elements and other things that result in your symptoms, inflammation and symptoms. And a lot of people think that's a good thing. You know, it's a detox effect. It means the detox is working, but really the ideal situation when you detox is you feel nothing because if you're experiencing those detox symptoms, it means your body is being put under a situation of stress and naturally your body's going to start closing off detox pathways and your detox is actually going to be very limited. So the way I see it is with the theory is you need a high enough dose of zeolite to have enough zeolite cages available to grab everything that's floating around in circulation and have extra zeolite available to grab onto anything that is dumped into circulation from the detox process being stirred up basically. So a few, th I mean, there's a lot that goes into it um, and it kind of depends on what you have going on. But for example, you take zeolite, you could be disrupting biofilms where you're breaking open, you know, you're releasing micro parasites, bacteria, yeast, and then they're being exposed to the immune system then they're releasing their toxins and et cetera. The immune system just goes crazy. So the more zeolite you have, the more you have to mop up everything that's going on. And I'm doing a terrible job of explaining. No, this. no, it I makes, it makes complete <laughs> sense. I mean, I think what happens is a lot of practitioners want to be safe, right? Where yeah. they want to make sure that you're not creating too much of a strain to the body or kicking up that ocean floor too much to where, or steering up the hornet's nest where now all of a sudden you're, you're left with this, um, with this major challenge. And it is a paradox in the sense that, and I tell people that a lot with a lot of the things we do in other ways that you didn't have enough firepower. You know, the PSI behind the water pressure wasn't enough to put the, put the fire out. So it makes a lot of sense in that way, Jeff. Uh, as far as with that being said, what is the typical dosing strategy? Just curious with the amounts that you have. Yeah. 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 And I will say on the website, um, and you can click the link on this video below and go to the website and then hit the education tab. And then there's a link to the higher dose theory. And that's a 14 page document that goes deep into all the reasons why the higher dose is gentler and more effective on the body. And it discusses, you know, histamine release and biofilm disruption, redistribution, and some pretty interesting stuff. So if you're, you know, nerdy like that, and you want to learn about it, go for it. Um, so in terms of dosing, it really depends on the person, their personal level of uh, toxicity and just their general body burden, but the higher the dose, the better generally. So, and just a couple examples. So people don't know, I'm, think I'm just, it's not just a theory. We've proven this with many, many, many people over the years uh, with multiple zeolite product with, with our previous zeolite product. And this as well, it's not going to work with every zeolite product. I do want to say that quickly, because if you try this with the liquid, it probably will backfire because it'll stir more stuff up, but it won't get to the point where you cross the threshold of having enough extra zeolite. Well, it depends. I mean, the, the variable would be the potency, right? How much milligrams? Exactly. Right. Yeah. So let's say, you know, five milligrams stirs things up a little bit, 10 milligrams stirs things up even more. 
the higher dose there is probably not going to help you. You know, it's probably going to make you worse. So you have to get, there's a threshold and we don't know exactly what that is. Um, for us, we, we do 10,000 milligrams at a time as a starting dose. So that's 10 grams, two tablespoons of our powder. That's a really good starting dose for people. And then if they experience a headache, that's the most common side effect of detox reactions. Then we say just double the dose. So the next day take, uh, 20 grams, 20,000 milligrams. And then the next day, just do another two, do six. Generally that does it. Most people are okay. I'm used to working with very sensitive individuals, people on the chronic mold spectrum, uh, you know, Lyme, mold, magnetic field sensitivity. Those are the people who need, really need to be careful about dosing and they need the higher doses. Those are also the people that usually don't believe me because they want to start with the lower doses, but those are the people that really need the high ones. And there's yeah, the case yeah. study, there's, there's so many people that have tried the either a liquid zeolite product or even this product in a powder, the powdered form at a low dose. And they've gotten terrible reactions immediately, but then when they've raised the dose, they've had not, no reactions. Right. This and happens you're talking over and about over. Orders of magnitude. I mean, you're talking about yeah. five milligrams versus 10,000. Yeah. And just, just for reference, we've got a couple of cases right now where there's, um, we've got two adult autism cases that have been taking an uh, 90 grams a day. So 90 grams, that's, that's a lot. That's, that's four, 9, 14 tablespoons. Yeah. yeah. 42 so one, teaspoons. How many, what's the serving size to get like two table, two teaspoons or two tablespoons? Tablespoons, tablespoons is zero charge. So yeah. It's so 5,000, one tablespoon. Yeah. One tablespoon. And that's approximate. It's, it goes by weight, but um, yeah, about one tablespoon is about five grams or 5,000 milligrams. And then for a healthy, we kind of call that the maintenance dose, right? That's a great maintenance dose. There's 30 servings per container at that dose. So this will last you uh, a month at that. If you want to start with the accelerated detox dose of two, you're going to need two jars. So pick up two jars um, for the first month. Now, in some cases, you need even more than that. And there's really no way to know exactly how much you're going to need until you try it. But it's always better to start with the higher dose than a lower dose. So we do have what's called the ultimate zeolite experience, which is a 20 pack of zeo charge. And the protocol is on month, it's a five month protocol. Month one, you take six tablespoons per day. So you go through six jars a month one, month two, five jars, then four, then three, then two. So the key is you start with the high dose. And as you reduce your toxic burden, you don't need as much. So the healthier you get, the less you need. And then after the five month period, you can go to a maintenance dose of one tablespoon per day. So that uh, seems to work really well for people. Uh, some people might not need that high of a dose. If you're not sure, it's always better to err on the side of a higher dose though. Cause there's another thing we learned from the case studies is people were taking various detox pr protocols, including zeolites for multiple years, and they were not really detoxing. So if your body detox is completely controlled by your body, that's really the key. No chelator zeolite or other supplement is going to be able to go and force the body to do something it doesn't want to do. When we're talking about the deeply stored metals that are, because metals are specifically difficult to detox because they're similar in structure to minerals. So, I mean, if you have mineral deficiencies or just a, other issues, your body doesn't want to let go. So when you think about your, from your body's perspective, if you've got a lot going on, immune issues, just, just over ex, excess oxidative stress, aging, whatever, your body does not want to prioritize detox because it's an easy thing to put on the back burner. So let's say uh, mercury comes in your body, you know, you're exposed to mercury or some other toxic element, and you have all this other stuff to deal with. Your body's going to say, I have to deal with this other stuff. Mercury, I can just jam into a fat. I can just jam into, you know, an organ or a fat cell and keep it there because the body is more concerned with short-term survival than long-term thrival. So the body actually 
will prefer to keep mercury and other metals in your brain and organs because it's hiding them from your immune system. And when your immune system attacks these things, that causes inflammation and a number of symptoms. So long-term, of course, it's not great because they're deteriorating the organs, but short-term it's actually protecting you. So that's why when you, your body's resistant to detox, because in order to get your body to push out these heavy metals from organs and deeply stored fat tissue, you're going to have to basically, it's going to re require a lot of cellular energy and confidence that your body can get them out without having an absolute disaster occur. So if you experience a ton of symptoms during a detox protocol, you're probably removing some general tissue metals and storing things up, which is not a bad thing, but your body's probably not going to be releasing the deeply stored metals because the red, you know, it has, it's on alert now because it's stressed. So the, really the only way to detox effectively long-term is for it to be a gentle detox where you're either experiencing nothing or feeling better. And I have the kind of, if it probably make more sense if I explain my three levels of detox theory. Yeah, we'll get, we're going to, it's that. a good segue into that for sure. I just okay. wanted to, to make some comments on that. And sure. I like that you do that because my analogy is always that in terms of, I initially started as the adrenal fatigue recovery ninja. And the name of this podcast is called your adrenal fix. Yeah. Um, but the more rabbit holes that you go down, Jeff, the more you realize it's a it's a supply and demand problem. It's an energy production problem. And when you're not producing enough cellular energy, uh, then your body has to prioritize and go into cell danger. And one of the main things it's going to do is sequester these metals so that it doesn't, you don't start a, you don't buy a, a new addition to your home when you just got a, you know, laid off basically, right? Because how are you going to fund that whole project, right? So that's kind of the analogy I would use on that. Um, there was another question that I had in what you were going to say, but I, I don't remember at this point. So what I like, though, is you have a way of testing, like you said, we, okay, we have our case studies, and you have something that you've turned the MNM, MNM test, which is a oligo scan, um, which measures your your tissue uh, levels of these minerals and vitamins. So maybe you start with that and then dovetail into your theory on level one, two, and three and how detox works. Sure, absolutely. So, and, and what I do like to say is the key to detox is to get healthy, right? Easier said than done because a lot of times to get healthy, you need to detox. But in a perfectly healthy person, they have enough energy to put towards detox that they won't need as many supplements. When you're struggling a little bit and your body's using up its energy for other things, that's when you need additional detox support uh, to help out. So, and just just as an aside too, just so the nerdiness and of us can talk together and nerd talk. Um, one of the major ways that I look at that is, I mean, you say energy. Um, we think of units of energy or coenzymes like ATP, um, but one of the main nutrients or coenzymes that I've been studying very hard with with the stress response and. Uh, oxidative uh, environmental toxins is uh, NAD or NADPH. And that is a coenzyme. And when you look at all the things that NAD and NADPH does, it's very important for recycling our detox chemicals to be able to pull things out of the body. But if your body is constantly in fight or flight or expenses exceed demands, then you don't have a surplus of that coenzyme to be able to allow your body to detox in the first place. So when you start paying the bills, getting healthy, avoiding all these overhead and expenses to preserve your NAD and your NADPH, then automatically you've increased your body's natural ability to detox and you don't have to do 
you know, any type of whiz bam, thank you, ma'am type of protocol, right? So we're speaking the same language there, but sorry, I needed to insert that while yeah. we, were, we were saying that. No, absolutely. And, and that's kind of what's, what most people don't understand is they get a test and they're high in heavy metals. They think they're sick because they have heavy metals. In reality, I think they have heavy metal toxicity because they're sick and the, you know, the coenzymes and all the factors are lowered. So your natural detox capacities have, capacities have been shut off. Now at the same time, it becomes a problem. Anyway, that's why when people are sick, they go get tested for Lyme metals. Everything they test for is positive just because their body's not working. They're going to get positive. So um, the theory and then the testing. So the case studies, yeah, the testing we're utilizing is the illegal scan, which we call the M&M analysis, metals and minerals tissue analysis. And it's detecting the level of heavy metals, minerals, and essential vitamins in the palm of your hand, which is unique composed to the other tests because the other tests are measuring what's being excreted either through the hair or the urine or what's circulating in the blood. This is a tissue test, which I find unique because with, I think there's three levels of detox, I think, or three levels of basically toxin storage. You've got level one, which is going to be all the toxins that you're, that are floating around. So either from what you're exposed to on a daily basis or what your body's releasing into level one, that's kind of what your immune system is going to be attacking what you just, you have a certain level of level two, I think is where the body, if it can't get rid of, you know, right when they're ex you're exposed, your body wants to get rid of whatever it can, you know, just through natural, you know, kidney liver, natural detox functions, whatever it can't get rid of. I think it pushes into level two, which is like a general tissue area. And that's kind of a holding area. And from there, I think there's a certain level that the body can hold of toxins. And ideally the body would keep them there for a while. But then when level one clears up, the body will dump level two back into level one circulation for the body to get rid of. If that never happens, then level two fills up. They have to go to level three. I think level three is the, what I call deep storage. And that's going to be like the deeply stored metals and organs and other areas. And I think that is when it becomes very difficult to detox. So level one and two, I believe can be removed through, um, chelators, zeolite, other detox agents fairly easily. And I think that when detox reactions occur, what's actually happening is metals and other toxins are being pushed from level two into level one, and it's crossing your body's stress threshold and causing the symptoms. Cause you're, you're handling a certain level and amount in level one, then you just overburdened it with level two. I think that's what's happening. I think in order to get to level three, the only way to detox those is for your body to naturally push them out into levels two and one. So in order to effectively do that, one, you have to basically remove the toxic elements in levels one and two, consistently keep them low. So the body feels confident that it can push things out of level three. Otherwise you're just going to overburden those levels and cause excess uh, immune responses and et cetera. So that's why when you have a stressful detox experience, you're probably only detoxing levels one and two, and some things are just getting stirred around and not really leaving the body, but your body's not going to be getting rid of the level three metals because that's up to your body and the pathways are going to be closed. And I just I, interject yeah. too. So, yeah. so, and that also corresponds with what we just talked about, where if you don't have enough firepower or water pressure, then with, because of the dosing and concentration of that, uh, of that binder or zeolite in this case, then you're, you're, you're releasing from three to two or two to one, but you're not necessarily dealing with it. Uh, and ultimately, I, I mean, is that, would you say that's accurate part of the equation as well? Well, I, I don't think the body is ever going to let go of a level three metal until it feels, until there's room in level two and one. 
basically. So that's right. that's kind of the theory, but I think level two can be grabbed by Keyleth. The reason I say this, and this is all you know, new in the last eight months for me through the case study process, is because we were also using some chelators, some of the strongest known chelators. And on the tissue test, even the chelators were not able to remove metals. So if the body does not want to let go of the metals, it's not going to let go, no matter what you use. The only way we were able to get the body to push out these metals is th was through basically high enough doses of the zeo charge so that um, the body felt, because it was probably has less to do with the strength of the binder and more to do with the compre how comprehensive the binder is. Because we're not just talking about metals. If you just use a metal chelator like EDTA, you're not going after excess ammonia. You're not going after excess histamine. You're not going after mycotoxins, microbial waste products, et cetera. You have to remove all that stuff from levels one and two in order for the body to have enough capacity to receive more toxicity from level three. I think right. that's why zeolite is so effective because it's not just going after metals. It's going after most right. toxic elements and just clearing up space. And right. at that point, the body feels confident. It says, you know what? There's space. I'm going to push these metals or whatever else is stored in your brain and organs, push it out. And my body's going to be able to get it out. I think that's what's going on. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So I, I would imagine the way you came up with that theory um, with uh, the, the three levels and, and seeing the pre and post test was the fact that it must have been somewhat Conf or, you know, confusing or puzzling to see that these markers were actually going up versus yeah. going down. And I think as a astute practitioner, you can come up with a lot of different theories. Okay, it actually got worse, or it's getting better, it's actually moving, or there's some other thing. So kind of is, is that what kind of helped you formulate that theory? Yep, exactly. And that's why I like the uh, this illegal scan test so much, because it's looking at tissue. So if you just do a hair or a urine test, and you see increased output on the test, and the levels rise, you think, oh, that's good. Or that's what you should think it's good, because you have metals that are coming out of somewhere. But what you don't know is where they're coming out of, they might have just coming out of level one, or level two, with this test, if the levels rise, you know, they're coming out of level three, because we're already looking at general tissue as the baseline. So it's pretty easy on this test and most tests to get the levels to go down because you just go in and you can grab whatever's floating around, no problem, the level goes down. But if you can get the, the like mercury level to rise on the test, that's actually what you want because it means it's coming out of an organ or wherever it's hiding and it's coming into the general tissue area preparing to leave the body. Right. People may not understand yeah. why that is, but it's not like they're going to the mercury factory to play with mercury. I mean, it's whatever was there before is there now it's just that it wasn't coming out and it couldn't have yeah. come from any exogenous source so that's why yeah. jeff is saying it's got to be from what it's there and i think that's an important point to highlight where a lot of people will look at a test jeff and they'll say oh it's not there so i must not have it but that just because it's not there doesn't mean it's not there it just means that it's not it's not showing itself yeah. and that could make a huge problem so as far as um, what are some of the things that you're seeing? So you, which is interesting, which is the other observation that no matter what, when you've done sort of a meta-analysis of everyone that you've done, everyone has a certain baseline of these metals, which makes us redefine zero is not perfect, right? So maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so that, that has been kind of interesting. Basically, um, there appears to be a certain level of, of what we consider toxic metals that the body can handle 
in general tissue, at least in the hand, because that's what we're testing the hand. Um, either body either is comfortable with it or it wants to maintain it. So there are a couple of theories. There's one thing called ionic mimicry where the body can actually use toxic metals for cellular functions. Basically, if you run out of essential minerals, your body can use these toxic metals to keep you alive, although it's not ideal. So that's one theory why your body's never going to let you get rid of every single toxic metal. The other one is just in general tissue area, they're sequestered. They're not causing that much issue. Your body, for whatever reason, your body doesn't want to let you go. What want to let them go? So, um, yeah, we don't we don't know really why on that. On a traditional test, again, you're just going to see levels that say zero because your body's not releasing anything. On this test, you're going to see levels that are staying the same, and no matter what you do, they just never budge. And that's just what the body wants it to be. So it just it just shows you that no matter what you do, you're never going to outsmart your body. And you're never going to be able to outpower the body. So, I mean, we were using OSR, which is the strongest chelator ever developed. That's the mercury specific chelator by Boyd Haley that in animal studies goes in and removes all the mercury in your body, uh, crosses the blood brain barrier, all this stuff. Even that is not able to remove mercury or other metals. If your body doesn't want to let it go. That was the most, um, most interesting thing in the whole case study is when we right. discovered that. Well, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it points to a good point in that a lot of people get fixated on the one thing, right? Like I, I'm sick, I'm not feeling good, it's got to be Lyme. I'm sick, I'm not feeling good, it's mold. Or maybe the, the one thing is all of those. Like I'm, I have Lyme, I have mold, I have heavy metals, I'm going to do a heavy metal detox, I'm going to do a Lyme protocol, a mold protocol. And I, I like the concept of being able to use a utility player, if you will, like a zeolite, which is going to help with across the different challenges of heavy metals and mycotoxins and histamines, and be able to give you a, an added layer of support with whatever it is, the protocol that you're doing, because it, it, it's that much helpful. Just one thing as an, as an aside, like I do a lot of genetic test interpretations and if someone has lead or aluminum or mercury, especially lead and aluminum, they're known inhibitors of specific genetic enzymes that help with recycling iron, with, with turning on your antioxidant response elements. So once you selectively, like you said, selectively take those out because they're heavier metals and it basically exchanges the, the positive charge of the mineral with the you know, the positive charge of the metal and it doesn't exchange. Now, not only are you ridding yourself of that burden, but you're turning back on enzymes that help with the process. So it's a facilitating thing as well. So I guess maybe explain that in terms of your surprise with the fact that when you did these studies and you found that you improved the, not only did these pre and post tests show that the the minerals from the body burden were getting higher to a certain point. And then over time, they started to come back down to a baseline, knowing that you were getting improvements. But a surprise finding was the fact that the minerals were going high and the balancing of those. What, why do you think that was? Yeah. So both the vitamins and the minerals, the vitamins were more surprising than the minerals. So the minerals uh, improve. One, it shows you that the zeal charge is not just going in and grabbing minerals. So that's key finding number one but the mineral status generally improves on the zero charge. And a couple of reasons that could be one minerals and metals, you know, similar in structure. So if you have a toxic metal like cadmium, it's fighting for space in your cells for zinc. If you've got um, lead, it's fighting for space for calcium, et cetera. So these things kind of fight for space, right? Aluminum and silicone. So if 
if you supplement with calcium or silicone, um, zinc, a lot of times they're not absorbing because your body prefers the heavier element, which is the toxic metal. So the only way to raise the cellular level of those minerals, a lot of times is to remove the competing metal. So I think that's what happens is we remove the metal, then naturally these minerals will just start improving in their status. The other thing is just as you get healthier, your body's naturally going to start going to balance on a mineral right. perspective. It, you know, it's funny how I have these analogies. It's like a blood donation for a drug user, you know, like it cleans up the receptor sites. So now they have the ability to, and I think I'm getting more into that as we speak, Jeff, in terms of it's not just take the supplement and expect it to get better. And then the more you take, the more you need. It's more done in the Zen and the art of supplementation in terms of pulsing it, like doing a protocol where, of course, you'd be testing it to see which would be the most effective way of doing it. But doing something like you're talking about with the experience, laying off of it, reintroducing some of the other nutrients and getting that much more of a therapeutic yeah. benefit because you've basically done a sort of a um, a reset, you know, like I always say with the fuse breaker, you kind of turn on and off the fuse, sort of discharge all the binding sites that were being placed with the heavier metals that weren't allowing the nutrients that you were using to work. And now let alone you're getting rid of all the debris in, in the, in the mudslide that's coming out. Now you're that much more healthy for a, not needing the supplements and B doing better with food and see the supplements that you were taking are going to be that much more yeah. effective. Have you, have you seen that uh, phenomena? Yeah. Yeah. And that's basically summarizing my whole philosophy on health two-step approach out with the bad and with the good, right? And a lot of people get caught up on putting all the good in through diet and supplements and everything else. But key number one is really to remove the bad. Because if the bad is competing with the, or preventing the absorption or utilization or transport or whatever of the good, you have to do both. That's why uh, I think the zero charge is a great foundation because it basically makes your food more nutritious. It makes your supplements work better just because it's clearing out space for your clearing out that debris and junk so your cells can absorb stuff with the vitamins. That's where it got interesting because we can, you know, metals and minerals directly compete vitamins generally don't, but the test tested for uh, vitamin a vitamin E vitamin B six, nine, 12, um, and vitamin D and the zeocharge was able to dramatically increase the tissue levels of all of those vitamins. And these people were not supplementing with those vitamins. They were not changing their diet. They were doing nothing else but adding zeocharge and it was increasing the levels. So one, a lot of those vitamins are antioxidants. So vitamin C, for example, um, if, and zeocharge is an antioxidant. So by removing the free radicals and sources of oxidative stress, the body doesn't have to use up its resources as quickly. So right. levels just naturally rise. Right. Yeah. We say it's like, there's a, a term called the magnesium burn rate when your body's just stuck in first gear and it's burning up all your minerals it wouldn't just be selective for magnesium it would be for for everything and then once you slow down and i always say this i think you're saying the same thing is pay your if i'm a business consultant to your body let's pay down your expenses first before we try to increase sales right and and then once you pay down those expenses now you have an increased surplus to be able to wisely decide how you want to invest that into other other venues Awesome information, Jeff, as far as um, you do have a product, the fulvic charge, and I don't want you to shoot yourself in the foot, but why would I want to take the fulvic charge if you're showing on your studies that the, the zeolite is, is remineralizing and getting better vitamins on there? 
Yeah, so they're just a one-two punch. I mean, we see zeo charge as the foundation, and then we see fulvic charge as basically the second foundation. <laughs> um, zeo charge is out with the bad, fulvic charge is in with the good. So if you're going to do one, definitely do zeo charge. But when you add the fulvic charge to the zeo charge, you get even better results because fulvic isn't a nutrient optimizer. It's a bioenhancer. It's helping the delivery, uh, transport, and utilization of various minerals and nutrients like CoQ10 and other things as well. Um, it also has detox capacity. We don't really recommend taking it on its own because it does have the detox capacity, but it's going to result in a more inefficient detox, like most other chelating agents right. and detox agents. That's why you want to take it at the same right. time as the zeo charge. Right. Um, so yeah, in terms of it does have, it's a combination of a purified shilajit extract and a bioactive fulvic complex. So it's right. pretty high dose fulvic, but it also has other adaptogenic properties. So in terms of like mitochondrial support, it's very good because so like she legit is very good for mitochondrial support. So if you can increase your ATP output, your mitochondrial function, that's going to help your body naturally start pushing out these metals. So in terms of detox and just overall health, those are kind of my foundational one, two punches. And the nice thing is you can basically add them to your current protocol, no matter, no matter what it is, they're not going to negatively interfere. They're just going to make everything work better. Yeah. And I would think too, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. If you have the different levels of how, what's the word, constitutionally weak someone is, then if they're at the extreme, I would say the fulvic, because they're maybe not having those extra minerals and supporting nutrients once you do discharge those binding sites, whereas maybe someone that's in that first or second order of health challenges would do suffice with already what they're doing. But if they're sort of all the way down, that would that be accurate, would you say, with the fulvic? Yeah, it, it kind of depends. The people, if, if someone is incredibly sensitive to supplements and they usually can't take anything, I would start them just on the zeo charge, just right. you know, at least for a month or two to clear things out. Then they can introduce it. Generally, right. healthy person just trying to overcome you know health issues that generally doesn't that they can take stuff. Yeah, it'd be better to take both of them at the same time. So the two and two approach is what we did in a lot of the case studies. So two right. tablespoons of zeo charge, two capsules of fulvic charge. And I do want to mention why we came up with those numbers, um, the two and two on the vitamin status on the test is kind of how we determined how well, how, how stressful the experience was on the body. So traditionally speaking, detox is considered to be stressful. And most people say you suck it up and you go through it and all this stuff. What we believe is you can get through the detox process while actually reducing the stress load on your body. And that's going to result in a much more effective detox. And you can do it long-term, which generally you need to do. So when we did one tablespoon of zeocharge with or without the fulvic, we were getting very good detox effects in most cases, but it was impairing the vitamin status in almost half the people. So they didn't feel worse. They didn't feel worse. They didn't have physical symptoms, but the vitamins were lowering, meaning the body was having to use up extra resources to combat the stress of detox. When we then raised those people to two tablespoons of zeo charge, the vitamin status improved. So that was like a 90% of people. So you still have the 10% of people that had to get between four and six tablespoons to improve the vitamin status. Now, none of these people were having symptoms. That's the great thing. If you're having symptoms, you definitely know it's stressing your body. But on right. the test, we can tell that's how we came up with two as a starting point. Right. Ideally, right. you you know, if, if money's not an issue, just start with four or six, but I understand it can get expensive. So just the general person start with two. Four or six of the, of the chart, the, 
the zeolite charge, right. And that's what you were saying, that if you do start getting some kind of reaction, then up your zeolite charge so that you have more more water pressure, if you will. Awesome information. Um, I, I talked to you a, a little bit earlier before we got started to put you on the spot, but I do want to have my own challenge and my own testing. So hopefully I can report, report you know, in real time, just with all my other socials, um, what's going on with me. And I think I like the idea of having other surrogate markers along with the actual testing of the metals in your hand to show, okay, well, not only is that coming down, but what does that mean for all these other health challenges or markers that I may have had with my thyroid antibodies or, you know, my high homocysteine or whatever else that reverse T3 was super high, like start to see those numbers go down. Cause I find that once you address all these other things, it's kind of like the karate kid where you're waxing on, waxing off, and they're asking, you know, Mr. Miyagi, when am I going to start doing, you know, some some actual fights? And same thing, like, when am I going to start focusing on the reverse T3? Or when am I going to start focusing on this? And you're already doing it by getting healthy, right? So I look forward to that. What I always ask my question, uh, the last parting question, Jeff, to our, our guests here. If you knew now what you knew then, um, or sorry, other way around, if you knew then what you knew now, um, with all your new information, what would you have told the younger um, Jeff version of yourself in order to leapfrog some of your health challenges or stress levels, or just what are some of the words of wisdom you would have told your younger self? Um, I mean, well, my, my very younger self, I would have uh, avoided the antibiotics uh, growing up as much as possible. And then in high school, I definitely wouldn't have uh, gotten the shots. Um, and then just, just going to the right people, basically looking at things differently, asking why I think that's been the biggest thing for me is okay. You have thyroid dysfunction and the doctor wants to put you on a synthetic thyroid hormone. For me, it's like, well, why, why is my thyroid not working? Is it a synthetic thyroid deficiency or is there something inhibiting my body's ability to convert T4 to T3, that type of thing. So I just always ask why until you can't ask why anymore. And then you start there. And then you want to find a practitioner, functional medicine practitioner, you know, Dr. Joel, someone that is asking why, and who's getting more to the root cause opposed to just band-aiding stuff up because the band-aids can make you feel better, but you know, not great for long-term. I'm more into the long-term solution. So yeah, I'd say, uh, just get, getting in with the right people and thinking differently. No, that's awesome information. So the company's name is Zeolite Labs, and I'll have links, and we're going to talk about getting you guys the discount so that you can try this product. Um, Jeff, I, I appreciate your wisdom and your, your time, and I wish you nothing but future success in everything that you do, and thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Hey, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Hey, thanks for tuning in to today's episode of your Adrenal Fix podcast, where our goal is really to teach exhausted and burnt out adults the truth about adrenal fatigue so that they can get their energy back quickly. And if you happen to be suffering with your own exhaustion and fatigue-based problems and you're not getting answers and you're frustrated and you're concerned and you really want to get back to the things that you're not able to do, then maybe it's time for you and I to book a discovery call. If that makes sense to you or what we talked about makes sense to you, then this is an opportunity for you and I to troubleshoot
troubleshoot and figure out what's going on in your body, what's not working, what have you tried, how's it impacting you. Most importantly, figure out where you want to go with your health and why you're not able to bridge that gap. And if I feel I can help you and all the things that you need to be doing, I can recommend to you, I'll let you know. And if I don't know, I'll tell you that too. But my goal is for you to leave this call with a step-by-step game plan to learn how to bridge that gap and get your life back quickly. If I feel I can help you, I'll tell you what that will look like to work together. However, there's no obligation to do any further work and there's no charge for the call whatsoever. It's just really a one-on-one time for you and my team member or myself to get true value out of what's not working with your health and what are you missing in order for you to make that next step. If that makes a lot of sense to you, then go ahead and go to www.adrenalfatigueworkshop.com, all one word, adrenalfatigueworkshop.com forward slash apply. Now spacing is limited and it's a first come first first served basis and you have to be willing to to make that next step to get your health back or at least be serious about it if we feel we can help each other just go to www.adrenalfatigueworkshop.com forward slash apply and i look forward to giving you value and getting you your health back